we are taking your questions. If you have things that you are wondering about our current adventure or characters we are playing or even uh, the GM process, shoot us an email at guaranteedadventures at gmail.com and we will be reading those off and answering as many as we can. Thanks so much. Welcome to Guaranteed Adventures, where the stories might change, but the adventure is guaranteed. I'm your GM, Tim, and here we have... Nathan, playing Bertram Hongsleaf. Sat, playing Otis the Grave. Seth, playing Quill Graybell. Kyle, playing Jean Autant. Last time, you guys fought in a uh, cobble fright encounter, where you rescued Ainsley, who is a uh, tender... And a gallus, which is a chicken, you know, folk. So he is a... Uh... <laughs> You're not going to say it? <laughs> no. Well, I got distracted. I was like, ah, it's stupid. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> you got to say it. <laughs> he's a chicken tender, okay? He was, uh, if you didn't get that last time, it was he's a chicken tender. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> it's been four months since we recorded, and I don't remember that. <laughs> it hasn't been four months. That's a lie. That's a lie. It might not it's be been five. It's been five. <laughs> it's been five months. <laughs> Uh, at first, you guys were a bit suspicious of him because he basically had a ton of answers to your questions and knew what was going on. But I think he might be coming into your trust now. Uh, but he does have a staff that heals the land from the burns that uh, it has, from magical burns, from all sorts of random stuff. And now you are on your way to find the bandit camp. It's getting close to evening now, and so trying to find a place where you can bed down for the night and some place that's not completely covered in water because it's a swamp but is someone specifically looking for that or what about the apprentices I would probably figure out where we need to go okay. being as the scout the- having been a loner having been wandering on my own for a while prior to joining the order I'd probably be assisting you with that great I will take any help I can get. Yeah, so uh, Quill, go ahead and make a... You can make survival or, let's say, investigation with advantage. I'm helping. (laughs) That is what the help action allows. It gives advantage on a roll. So I rolled a 17 plus 9, so that'd be a 26. Jeez, yeah. Uh, You describe what you find, your perfect perfect camping area. Well, as an Eagle Scout myself... (laughs) Who have ventured very far into lots swamps. swamps in <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, lots of swamps in the Midwest. Lots of swamps in the middle of Iowa. <laughs> Not that that's where I'm from. <laughs> or I'm a mysterious person. I would say I am looking for probably, being a swamp, I'm not expecting you know a lot of higher ground, but just a drier patch that we can at least have a couple separate beds. Um, I'm not looking for the perfect place, but just a couple different places and would you say that this bog has, like, gas pockets or anything like that? Uh, or is no, it just swampy? It's just swampy. It's just awful. A lot of moss, a lot of uh, spongy grass areas. Cool. Yeah, I would say just a little area like that. Maybe if there's a tree. I mean, I know we kind of came place from a small island, but mm-hmm. I'd like to get away from where we just were. Yeah. So, yeah, just maybe just a little bit closer to towards the direction that Ainsley was telling us. Not super far, so yeah. we don't get off track, but just that direction yeah and Ainsley just has a map where there's a couple of spots that are marked there where there's known burn marks 
Um, so that's all he was going to go. Is he's just going to try and go to those different ones. And I think you guys were following him because assuming that one of those areas is where the hideout is. Yeah. Just Sweet. yeah, just a small spot. Nothing, nothing special. We're used to roughing it. Yeah, you find you find the ideal spot. Uh, it's not too comfortable, so uh, but it's it's, it's not ideal. perfect. <laughs> it's perfect for uh, for oh, you does guys. Oh, you look extremely uncomfortable. It's probably because I'm extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> that would make sense. Ainsley says, "Yeah, I'm uh, I'm with you. Uh, this you know could could be a little bit more a little nicer, but um, thank you for finding this place. I guess." Bertram just like flops into the swamp and just starts like. Doing a, a swamp angel <laughs> or a muck angel. Yes, a muck angel. Because the, the scent out makes it harder to detect. It's true. We should all do that. I immediately like throw mud on Otis. <laughs> throw mud. <laughs> throw mud on me, but just like a little. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. this is like soaked now. <laughs> yeah. I throw a big handful onto Jean, and it's like like a freckle. It yeah. covers my stomach. It's like a little beauty spot now. Yeah. I give him a little thumbs up. <laughs> Otis's eyes. Squint. There's a glint of light, <laughs> and he scoops up piles of mud and starts chucking them at Quill. Yes. Mud fog. All right, everyone, roll initiative. Here we go. I'm just kidding. I'm yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> All right, so it is pretty much night now. Uh, what are you guys doing as you're kind of? Uh, settling down uh, for night. Are you setting a watch? Bertrand would uh, volunteer to take the first watch. <laughs> I will take the last watch. I'll sleep. <laughs> you know what, Otis? Why don't you and I stay up together? <laughs> <laughs> Which watch did you take? The last one. Early, the early morning watch. Right, and early morning. We had to watch the sun rise. Okay, I guess I can get my stuff ready at least. Yeah, great. You can wake everybody else up with a song. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't sell you on it. All right. Oh, a uh, <laughs> bouncing speech in the morning, like at the maple leaf. Hey. <laughs> so here's what I'm thinking. I notice uh, brings forward his bag of all the stuff he requisitioned. We don't know exactly where the bandit camp is, and we're probably not going to be able to make a move until we find that out. Now, Quill, you saw some footprints, didn't you? Yes. Do you think, how, how, I don't know. Based on what you saw, how close would you guess we are to the to where the bandits have been recently? Well, as the crow flies, um, probably two or three clicks. <laughs> how far is a click? Ainsley asks. Well, Ainsley, good question. Um, and then I go into a deep explanation of what a click is, and I pull from some history. Okay, yeah, roll, yeah pull from history. <laughs> Do you want me to roll for history no, on that? No, yeah. you know that. Are <laughs> you going to call me on this? Are we going to play this game? <laughs> no. It's boring to listen to. <laughs> I would say easily within a couple hours. Okay. I mean, they don't want they want to get far enough into the bog, but we don't want to say want to get so far away that they get lost often with all this fog. So what I'm thinking is, uh, we don't need to eradicate all the bandits necessarily, right? Our mission for the maple is to save the maple trees that are dying. And it seems that this machine is at the end of it. What we Our priority, then, is to disable the machine. Would you agree? Yeah, uh, and possibly the power source that they're getting powering that machine with. Exactly. So we can imagine that at this camp, there's Sherwin Frostrock, and we can imagine that there's more people than we have, and that it's fortified in some way. Now, I'm thinking, Quill, you might be able to scout ahead for us and give us a little bit more information. Yeah, I can do that. The way I see it, 
Those are advantages we can overcome, being outnumbered, them having fortifications. There are a couple advantages that Frostrock, that I think Frostrock has, that we might be able to actually turn to our advantage. First is that he knows that there's four of us. Uh, and I look pointedly at Ainsley. Oh, uh, you're included. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I could, I could be a part of this. Yeah. What's up? Wonderful. <laughs> what? Ainsley, what? how are you with a crossbow? Oh, awful. Great. Terrible. <laughs> Fortunately, you don't need to be good with it. Okay. Okay, good. Good. Yeah, broadside of a barn, that's shooting the other direction. So. <laughs> Might as well be shooting blanks. All right, we'll keep you away from the action. <laughs> how would you be shooting blanks with a crossbow? <laughs> how does that work? I think the other advantage that Frostrock has that we can flip on its head is, and I'm not certain of this, but I think he can smell us coming. I look pointedly at the the, the, the pile of mud Bertram. in Bertram's hands right now. We need more of this. We might need more of it. Because when I was up in the trees, when we, when we encountered them last time, I was up above, and he knew who you were before you ever stepped foot into his line of sight. Specifically, Jean. Jean just staring off into space like he usually does. He's having the little battle field uh, fight I'm gonna, in his I'm mind. Gonna, Jean, we are battle planning right now. Oh, we need your strategic mind. Kill everything. <laughs> yes, uh, Otis has some uh, other ideas as well. Oh, <laughs> that brings us to our biggest advantage. And I pull out Wesley's clothes. <laughs> ah, yes, we have Wesley's clothes, and I look quite a bit like Wesley. Oh, I thought you were going to suggest I dressed as Wesley. <laughs> I was going to volunteer. <laughs> as, I, mean, I, I guess as, I could do it if if I don't think I look. I don't think those will fit me. <laughs> As much as I would love to see that, we're going for realism here. So my thought is we divide into two teams. Bertram, Jean, you'll be in charge of luring uh, Sherwin Frostrock out of whatever kind of fort they've got and keeping him busy. Deal with him however you want. If he ends up dead, all the better. That's one less problem to solve. And then Quill and I will be in charge of infiltrating. I figure we need to pull Frostrock out so that he doesn't smell us coming. Mm. He's probably the biggest risk for infl- the biggest risk of catching us if we infiltrate it. So you pull him, you step into plain sight, lure him out however you can, whatever you got to do. Vengeance. Vengeance. Oui. And vengeance? Vengeance. Can't spell vengeance without Sean. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where we can use everything in this bag. Uh, and I'll pull out some incense. Incense can help mask our scent. It'll just make it obvious that there's somebody there. Uh, we can also use mud, but I think incense has the advantage of we can burn some in the woods to make him believe there are two more people in the woods. And that's where the crossbows come in. Uh, and I'll pull a crossbow out and set it up. We can set the bow up like this, pull the string back, and tie a string on it. And I'm doing all this as I say it. Tie a string to the firing string, attach it to a tree. We set up a candle at a 45-degree angle underneath the string <laughs> so that as it burns down... Uh, it burns the string, releasing the crossbow. So we can have these pre-timed crossbow bolts just to make it look like there's somebody there. Uh, and Ainsley, you can be around to just make sure they go off. You don't ever have to be in plain sight. Oh, yeah. I, can, I mean, I can light candles. Quill is looking at Otis with a newfound sense of respect and awe of, this is my dream team right now. <laughs> yes, let's go. Bertram's, like, eyes just got, like, met, like his pupils just, like, hugely dilated when you said, like, uh, killing Ainsley and he was like, oh. <laughs> I mean, killing Sherwin. Sherwin. 
Ainsley <laughs> immediately looks at about, you about, about, fear. about killing Sherwin. <laughs> Ainsley just takes a step behind John. <laughs> so basically, that's phase one of the plan. Pat him on that. <laughs> There's multiple phases. Well, Quill, Quill literally starts drooling. <laughs> <laughs> you pull him out with the performance of a lifetime, whatever you've got to do to get him out of there, make him believe that all four of us are there. All right? That'll leave an opening for me to walk right in the front door as Wesley carrying this and i pull out my little toy and i smash it and i just grab some gears and screws and springs unless it does something when i smash it no no No, i just grab some of the pieces i come in as wesley say i found this at the site where i got left behind and that we i need to get it back to the machine asap to see if there's anything wrong with it they likely won't let me anywhere near the actual machine but hopefully this will get us enough information about where it is so that quill you can get in there and do something about it sabotage so that's what I'm thinking. That's a great idea. I think that's brilliant. Now, I look at uh, Bertram and Jean and Ainsley, but <laughs> how do you expect to distract them and make them believe there's four of us here? I figure if you get him mad enough, he won't think too much about it. And if we've got the crossbows firing, it'll look like there's at least somebody in the woods. Based on my limited experience with um, Sherwin, and, I, and I'll look at Bertram and Jean for a little bit more experience, but... He doesn't seem someone that seems more angry, more cocky. So I think if we play to his ego, because he was not at the least bit afraid of us because he knew he could escape. So I think we need to make him think that we've overestimated him. So I think if you, the more passion that you two deal with Sherwin, I think the more likely he will laugh in your faces. Um, Ainsley here. Uh, great plan. Love it all. This is assuming that Sherwin's there, right? Like, if, if if should there be another thing? Like, if Sherwin's not there, that we just all go in? I mean, you all go in? I won't. I'll be with the crossbows, so. That's true. He's got to be close by, because if he teleported back to there, he can only be within a day's walk of there, essentially. It's only been a, about a day and a half. Two days. Two days. Two days. <laughs> and I, and I, yeah, I suppose if he's not there, that does make things easier. Can anyone else here speak with insects or anything? Or is that just me because of my hedge? Literally bugs. That's the thing that I can have. <laughs> I was looking at my language like, Elvish? <laughs> <laughs> Since when? Since when? So, well, if I'm scouting ahead, I could always speak to some lightning bugs, fireflies, and have them try to fly out towards our direction in a certain pattern to kind of let you guys know. If, if, if you see lightning bugs... That would mean that Sherwin is not there and it's safe for everybody just to come in. Otherwise, plan goes according to, to what Otis here has planned out. Actually, I think if Sherwin's not there, our easiest bet might be for me to go in as Wesley. We've got the paperwork to prove that I'm contracted. And if Sherwin's not there to smell us, there's a lot less risk. Well, then I'd like to go as well still as backup. Yeah. But then... And Jean and Bertram can be waiting right close by for if things go south. Okay. That works for me. Ainsley? Yeah, I mean, I was planning on staying, if we find the place, planning on staying out anyway. Is right? there anything more that your staff can do besides just heal burnt places? I don't think so. I mean, that's all that we've used it for, so it might. Can but. you do anything else besides just heal burned places, or are you, like, do you have any abilities yourself? I mean, I could, I healed you guys a little bit, so okay, that's about it, though. Okay. We're We're kind of a peaceful order, the tenders. So, do you think that your staff would be able to heal our sapling? 
Could be. Do you have more than one of those staffs? No, unfortunately. Is there another way to make one? Probably. I mean, we got it from Hasselpon Beckett, and so I assume if you got the plans for it, I I would guess that they had different ways of making them. But also, I've never heard of any of this staff created anywhere else or even rumors of plans of it, so I don't know how they made it or where they got it from. But It's just interesting that the technology that we're looking for is also the technology that's causing all the pain as well. There's a story, There's a lesson there. Somewhere. Somewhere. In the mud. <laughs> Don't trust technology. <laughs> <laughs> Bad Tim Cook. Bad Jeffrey Bezos. <laughs> Whoever those people are. So we have a plan now? Yes. Okay. Less talky-talky, more sleepy-sleepy. <laughs> You're well, on just... No. <laughs> Falls over and <laughs> immediately goes horizontal and just crashes. Bertram's about to fall asleep, then it's like, oh, wait, first watch. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Otis is ready to fall asleep yet. Are you going to stay up and do anything? Or Probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, Quill will take the, since he has the last watch, he'll, he'll go to sleep as well. Yeah, Ainsley just passes out. Does Ainsley have an in, any instruments with him? Sure. Otis does not. That's why I'm not. asking. Okay. Uh, he's got like a l- small little lyre that he plays um, every once in a while. He's just kind of strapped to his back. So. Okay. Otis uh, takes it. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, like, and just starts playing. The river twists and winds on its journey to the sea. Rushing down the mountain in its hurry to be free And though the river wanders through the fields and through the towns It isn't lost just on its way to being found Keep your eyes on the mountainside With those dark waters I will rise Though my path may twist and wind I'm coming tell you everywhere that I will go. Just listen to the river as it ebbs and as it flows. If only I could promise that someday we'll meet again. Just know that someday I will reach the river's end. So keep your eyes on the mountainside. With those dark waters I will rise. And though my path may twist and
um, Otis is just going to quietly put the liar back and uh, just kind of walk a little ways away from the campfire. Otis, that was beautiful. Oh, thanks, Bertram. Uh, and Otis is going to look at his maple leaf badge or whatever kind of insignia he has. What does that look like? So uh, it is a gold outlined maple leaf that has kind of rubies and emeralds uh, embedded into the leaf parts of it. So it, together, it really makes this very beautiful, almost stained glass type pendant. It's pretty small, uh, maybe size of a half dollar or something. I want to write something on the back of it. What are you writing? Uh, I don't want to say it right now, but I can show you okay. if you want me to. Yeah, I, I'll write, like, carve it in there. Okay. And I'll put it back on and then go to sleep. All right. People on watch. Uh, Bertram, go ahead and roll a uh, perception perception check, please. Perception. That is an 11. 11. What do my goose eyes perceive? <laughs> Your goose eyes uh, see some beautiful firefly- fireflies. It's the code. Um, they kind of start to mesmerize you a little bit, and uh, you think for a moment you see a bright one, um, and you're like, wait, what was that? And But it was just a firefly. Uh, so that's what happens on your watch, Jean. I rolled an 18, so it's a 17. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah, you uh, wake up, and it's pretty close to the middle of the night when your uh, watch is going, and um, kind of off into the distance a little bit, uh, you see this bright purple flash, similar to when, yeah, when Sherwin activated that teleportation. Oh, no, I also remember when I was looking out into the swamp? Yes. I saw a flash. Saw, yep, same thing. Can I mark where I saw it? Yeah. Yep, you kind of uh, see that. And so it's the same. And it's if you triangulate your positionings, it's the same spot that you saw. I don't know if Jean's smart enough to do that. No. Okay. (laughs) He's going to tell Quill when he wakes him up. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, All right. Jean, that's what happens. Quill. (laughs) Quill and uh, Otis, I guess. No, I'm going to let Otis sleep. Oh, okay. Love it. He heard the song, too. I did, and it was beautiful. But I did not want to... While he was playing that, I all I could think about was Starlight um, and the two girls back home. So I will use my ranger senses and never really focus in one direction and let my peripheral vision let me see things. Nice. Twelve. Uh, yeah, it's, it's starting to get a little light, and so it's kind of getting hard to see. There's a thick fog that's rolled in, but you do, you do not see a flash. But I will wake everybody else up towards once sunlight is up. Um, I'll make sure everybody gets some some rations. But then um, ask John to kind of describe what we saw or what he saw last night, as well as point in that direction and say, "I think this is our best bet." And um, I think the best bet would be for me to scout ahead and um, let you guys know. I say, "Come this direction." If I need to change directions, I'll come back to you guys first or wait for you, um, and we'll just course. Ainsley pulls out his little map and is like, that's where I need to go anyway. There's a, a big burn spot that people have reported over there. So so I'm hearing we have time for breakfast. Yeah, I, I gave you your rations. 
<laughs> yeah, but breakfast. Yeah, I hold up the dry rations. Breakfast. <laughs> Great. And I sadly <laughs> take them and start eating. <laughs> you guys uh, start trekking through the, the swamp. Um, you can't fly, fly, correctly. You can just I, hop, like. I can glide. So if you're up from a height, you can go down. It, mechanically, I mean, like, we've made it so I could before, but. <laughs> Sweet. I think, well, I can probably walk quickest on my own, Okay, I so you're kind of going ahead a little ways. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, make a uh, stealth check. That's a 28. Nice. For stealth or perception? Stealth. Stealth. Nice. As you guys are following kind of behind Quill, uh, you pretty much immediately lose his footprints, and they're just gone. And so you can assume that he's in front of you, but not really 100% sure. Uh, but it is pretty foggy. And so it's kind of hard to see um, what's around you. You get to a point where uh, there's some water in front of you, and you think you can make it to the other side by just, you know, it's pretty shallow water. Uh, you step off the bank that you're on into the water, and all of the uh, fog from around you immediately just vanishes. And you can see, if you look behind you, there's a thick wall of fog. But in front of you, it's completely clear. Hmm. And uh, you see an island in in the middle of this kind of moat uh, surrounded by water. And there's different uh, wood-constructed buildings on stilts there. There's a couple of watchtowers that are uh, erected up with the kind of big lights and torches on top. And right in the center of all of it is this big uh, pad that's constructed that has runes kind of carved around it and looks like little glowing um, things that are uh, surrounding it as well. Uh, so what do you do? Immediately step back into the fog. Okay. Yeah, you take a step back and immediately, like, it fogs over again. Um, based on how large it was, could I go make my way to the left? Yep. Kind of following the edge, the mm-hmm. barrier, to see what's on another side. So hopefully I can see some sort of, whether it be small forest, tree, anything that maybe we could set up that crossbow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can you can keep walking around a little bit, and there is a couple of like spotted groves, kind of here and there. A couple of trees. They're not big, tall trees, but more like shrubs. Sure. So based on that spot, I'm gonna try it again to get up closer to see if another angle and see if I can see any activity going on in the hideout. You do see some movement around. Um, animals of all kinds are kind of uh, mingling around there. Uh, you see there the pad in the middle. There's about four or five animals that kind of hop onto the pad. Uh, and there's a bright yellow flash, and then they're gone. And so you don't really hear uh, anything else, but you do see a pulse of energy coming from big, thick cables that are shooting out into the swamp. And so they disappeared? That They're gone, yeah. I'd like to stealthily, if possible, get like 50 feet further into the moat and then look behind me. I want to see how much is obscured, and I'll let you know why in a second based yeah. on that. Yeah, you're able to kind of uh, swim your way uh, up very quietly and looking back dense wall of fog okay so based on what i did yesterday i'm gonna go back across into the fog but then make my way to the direction that i originally came from okay and then shoot one of my bolts with some fire um as a signal like this is the direction just like i did last night nice. um and then i'd like to hope that they saw it yeah. and then i want to cross the moat and i just want to hide out and since i have a burrowing speed i can Ooh. dig out so i think i'd like to just build like a little bit of hideout and just watch 30 to 45 minutes just see what's happening yeah um, and observe and then i can walk back yeah you think you've got probably an hour hour and a half before they get to where you shot the flare okay 
Uh, yeah, as you're watching, um, maybe about 20 people that are kind of around this uh, hideout. Going in and out of buildings, um, a lot of them don't look the fighter type. They, you know, have either scholarly robes on or um, are more tinkering with different things. There's a couple of guys that are mainly in the watchtowers that have some crossbows and probably about 45 minutes into your watch there. Uh, Sherwin and the Mopoc uh, get onto the the pad in the center and uh, you see there's another uh, Mopoc that joins them, another raccoon. And then coming swinging in from some ropes that are hanging around uh, is this Blackford female squirrel who flies in and just kind of lands and does a little tail flip and Sherwin just looks and like, oh, the show off and... So they uh, give the thumbs up to some guy uh, off to the side and he goes into this little hut and a purple light starts to surround the pad and then a bright flash. And you can see this time it was from a different direction. This increase of power comes into the hideout and they vanish. Well, that answers one question. So that's been about 45 minutes, you say? Yeah. Roughly. Okay. And so I should expect the rest of the crew to come up in about. 15 to 30 minutes i'll i'll just wait another 15 minutes and then probably head back um towards the direction that i came from originally yeah um, and then i'll uh, wait for the group awesome yep you got you get out there and uh you were able to hear them for sure before they you see them <laughs> well, I'm rolling stealth. oh you guys wonder okay let's roll stealth eight 12 16 ainsley got a three so <laughs> I think Ainsley and Jean are just kind of chatting and talking about because Ainsley's a very uh, uh, dedicated um, Order of the Maple Leaf person, too. Quill definitely hears them before they he sees them. You're technically supposed to let them live, but sometimes you can. Ah, it's kind of a little a little gray area there that you can. Oh, we uh, gray area. OK, I'll pop nice. up. No, not a lot of gray area. <laughs> Typically, you let them live unless they deserve not to. And that's even a gray area. And what does deserving to die mean? Ah, so the preservation of life is... I hate to be the person who kills people for a living to be the one who's teaching everybody else on whether or not you should kill somebody. Yeah, as I say, you're a shade, so you're like the best at it. So That doesn't mean I enjoy it. Uh, oh... I take offense to that. I'm pretty good at killing as well. <laughs> I've seen it firsthand. Bertram and uh, John both have a higher kill count. I'm more like a surgical device. Ah, removing the tumors. Yeah. Cancer, I guess, lives in this world as well. It's <laughs> <laughs> an expression. Ra- rabies. rabies. <laughs> <laughs> removing the rabies. All right. So, unfortunately, Sherwin is also gone. I saw him leave about 30 minutes ago. It's possible that he might be coming back. I have yet to see anybody arrive on the teleportation pad, just more people leaving. There's some sort of device in different areas, different huts that send power to the teleportation pad. So I think that's the key to figure out maybe where they're going. But it doesn't seem like there's too many people. So I think stealth might be the best option first, but possibly getting the rest of the group in a place of uh, strategic entry point would be better for us in case we need backup. So we sneak in. We take care of the people who are there, the immediate threats, and then we wait. And we all clobber him when we get Sherwin as soon as he gets back. We are in a time crunch. We can't wait too long because we don't know if he's coming back here or if he's going somewhere else. So you're saying that there's a lot bigger device than what Frostrock had with him. Yeah, the Mopoc held onto the device that we're familiar with, but there's some, and, but whatever power they're using as of right now, at least in the 
in a close vicinity does not seem to be as destructive. Now, I don't know where that power is coming from, so it could be just as destructive, but we're just not seeing it. That could be one of the stones. And that could be incredibly useful for us as well, at least to give that away from them. Yeah. That sounds like what we need to do. In, like, the newspaper clippings and stuff, were yeah. there any pictures of Hasselpon Beckett? I know you told us what animals they were. Yeah. But were there actual, like, photographs or paintings? Yeah, there, there was a couple of caricature, more, more caricatures. Uh, and Beckett was a uh, red-furred squirrel. Um, and Hasselpaw is a mopak, so a, a raccoon. I think Wesley is still our best bet in. That's my most convincing disguise. But, and I'll pull out the picture of Beckett. This might get us more information. You think impersonating Beckett might be your best bet? If we can pull it off. I think it's less likely to be successful, but it could but lead has a to bigger payoff. Definitely possible. Did you see him there? No. Nor Wesley, but obviously, because we right. know where we, he is. We know where Wesley is. I suppose Beckett wouldn't be out front and center anyway if he were there. So I should probably go in as Wesley first, at least. Let's let you infiltrate, and I'll take the other three, and I'll find a best place for them to infiltrate, and we'll see where we go from there. All right. Yeah, going around, when you were kind of scouting the area, uh, Quill, you were able to find there's a pretty shallow spot uh, around the moat that they can uh, run across and run into. Okay. Uh, but it's right by where the two watchtowers are. Okay. Are there people up in those watchtowers? One in each. Uh, one is a like a little pigeon, and then the other one uh, is a little hedgehog. So I'll guide them over there, mm-hmm. and then I will start climbing one of the watchtowers. Okay. In preparation for if things get nasty, and then let Bertram and Jean handle the land attack. Nice. So yeah, you get your disguise All going. Right, yeah, I'll disguise myself as Wesley. Sweet. Go ahead and make uh, a check, and then Quill, go ahead and give me a stealth check for climbing up that. Oh, that's a terrible roll. Oh. I still got a thirteen though. Okay. Twenty-four. For Twenty-four. <laughs> yes. Oh, you guys are the best. If you want to. Please no. <laughs> <laughs> I would help you with that. I would have. No. I, 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 you followed me. I, yeah. I may yeah, you wouldn't necessarily have to roll stealth. Um, but it's fun. Yeah, I have an advantage. <laughs> <laughs> I have disadvantage. And I get negative one. All right. You guys are in position. You're ready to make the land attack uh, if needed. And Ainsley's just going to hang out. He's actually going to go kind of circle around and see if he can't find one of his burn spots. Oh, I want to cover my scent, too, before I go in. Nice. I'll just stroll right out, right towards the front door. You're walking in there, and immediately, like, one of the guys clocks you and uh, the pigeon looks over, and he says, Oi, is that Wesley down there? Of course it's Wesley. Who'd you think I was? Why did you come back with uh, with Sherwin? They left without me. I was chasing some squirrel up in the trees, and they poofed on out of there before I could get back. Oh, well, that is, that is Sherwin. I Do you suppose. have any idea how difficult it is to find this place in this fog? It took me two days. Well, that explains why you're so late. <sighs> anyway, where's Frostrock? I need to talk to him. Oh, you just missed him. Well, what about the machine he's got? I found some parts. Oh, he took that with him. Well, they doesn't... tested it and everything, and uh, it was good. Well, is Beckett around? Make a uh, deception check at disadvantage. Okay. 21. <laughs> Rolled a 12 with disadvantage. Okay. Okay. He says, Beckett, who are you talking about? Hmm? Oh, that's what one of the guys told me set this place up. Oh, well, yeah, but he's been dead for years. 
Hmm. Or a year, I guess. Man, you must have been out. Come on in, we'll get you some mail. Thanks. And uh, he kind of uh, scur- like glides down uh, a little bit ahead of you and talks to one of the uh, one of the other guards uh, and then uh, says, oh, yeah, Wesley, let's go. And the other guard uh, kind of goes up and takes his uh, spot and he leads you to the uh, the kind of cafeteria mess hall area and they pour you some mail and is like, so tell me again, where where was uh, Sherwin going? Uh, yeah, we went up to Salt Ver- Saltair's port to get that device. Swung by Marshview, ran into some old enemies of his. I'd never seen him before. But uh, had a little scuffle there. Most of the men died. Some group from the Order of the Maple had it out for Sherwin specifically. Ah, uh, he's always going on about this moose that's got a vendetta against him. Yeah, that was it. Moose Knight. Yeah, he's... he's eh, I wouldn't worry about him. I think Sherwin could take him. Well, <laughs> he's not around, is he? Sherwin, he's no. a, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say this if he was around, but I tell you, he and that big boy, they got out of there pretty quick when things weren't looking their way. Oh, yeah, they've got that device. They've got a, that's the only one of those we've got. Yeah, man, that's, that's going to be a big game changer for us. Yeah. What do you suppose, I mean, what's the, what are they hoping to do ultimately? What's like, what's the, I mean, we're poofing all over the place. We're getting the stuff. They don't tell what me that, What are they that, working man? for? Ugh. They don't tell me. I'm, I'm up the guard post all the time. I know. I figure you probably overhear things. <laughs> well, I do that, but not uh, not anything I understand. These guys are talking all sorts of gibberish about magic and shards and changing the world and bringing him back and blah, 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 blah. And so it's just, yeah, Oh, shoot. Know. Shards. That reminds me. And I'll pull out the, like, gear and screw that mm-hmm. I've got. Who should I give this to? Who's in charge around here right now? Oh, uh, just uh, right now? Oh, that'd be that'd be Jasmine. Jasmine. Yeah, just give it to her. And uh, I got to get back up to the post, though, so you're good, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Wh- what building is she in right now? She might be in the offices. Okay. Thanks, mate. Yep. <laughs> the pigeon kind of goes back and goes back up to his post. Uh, so he calls over. And he's like, uh, Oi, Edison, that uh, Wesley really uh, came back, eh? Yeah. Asking about Beckett? Oh. Probably shouldn't go out anymore, huh? Yeah, we'll we'll keep him in. As you're going to the offices, nothing's labeled in this camp. Sure. So <laughs> make a perception check. Three. Three. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so you uh, go around, climb up, you know, one that, oh, this could be an office. And... Um, you look in there, and it's just a storeroom. Uh, and there's a bunch of, like, boxes and different things in there. Uh, what do you do in there? Uh, is there anyone, like, looking at me right now? Is there anybody within eyesight? Uh, not once you go into the room. Is there anybody that would see me go into the room? Yeah, the watchtowers can see everything in the camp. I'll, I open the door, so I'll step into the room. Yeah. Uh, and I'll just look for something easy and normal to grab. If there's a piece of bread or jerky or uh, so i'll take a quick glance of the room and see what stands out to me yeah there's some like dried food ration things uh much like you had for breakfast the <laughs> <laughs> same little like Mm-mm, delicious <laughs> same little thing uh so yeah there's there's some of those like on a small table is there anything else of note in the room i mean since i'm in there i'll take i'll, I'll take a brief scan yeah there's uh there's some maps that are around uh there's like a box that's marked chalk 
Um, there's some packs and like med supplies and like baskets of archaeological archaeological equipment, so like shovels, pickaxes, you know, little brushes and things like that. Um, I want to look at the map. I don't. I want to do this all very quickly, so I'm going to try. If I'm over detailing, okay. Just, Basically, I want to look at the map and see if I can tell what it's like. Just look at the map and see what is this a map of. Yeah, there's there's three maps. There's one that you recognize immediately of the uh, Maplewood as a whole, just like the whole area. Uh, and then, how much time would you have spent? Would Otis have spent in the Maple Heart? No, I mean. I probably would have visited fairly regularly, okay, but never really lived there. Probably mostly for like circus shows and stuff like that. The there is a uh, you you can recognize this one too a very detailed map of of the Maple Heart, but more specifically of the Great Maple itself. So like the Big Tree, which you have never been in. So it's you recognize kind of the surrounding stuff, but a very detailed thing of that, uh, and then uh, another map that you don't recognize. I grab all three and put them in my bag. Okay. Sweet. And I also grab some jerky and walk out chewing the jerky. Yeah. Uh, the You open, go back and open the door, and uh, right down in front of the door is uh, the pigeon. And uh, he has glided down from his perch, and he's like, Wesley, yeah. get lost. No, got hungry. Got hungry, huh? I've been on the road for two days. Yeah. Can I... Let me show you to where the uh, offices are. Sure, I'd be glad of the company. Just just make sure that uh, Jasmine's in there. All right. Can I climb over, since I'm on where the hedge is, and I'd like to try to knock him out? Yeah. Uh, uh, You've got advantage on him because he does not know you're there. Were there just the two guard towers? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll look back at Jean um, and give him some sort of hand signal to uh, watch out from above to catch the body. If I'm successful. Yeah. Let me rephrase that. When I'm successful. <laughs> 21. 25. <laughs> 25. Yeah. How many attacks are you 23. rolling? 23. I get four. <laughs> <You have> four <laughs> attacks. Yeah, all of those just absolutely hit. I'm So the first one, I'm just trying to... I've changed my mind. I'm not going to knock him out. I'm just going to take him out. You're just going to take him out? Yeah. Okay. So full lethal damage. Not kill okay. people, kill somebody. Let's not kill people. <laughs> Immediately kill someone. <laughs> Immediately kill someone. <laughs> 24 plus 12. So 36 damage. Yeah. yeah, you absolutely just wreck him. It's, yeah, he had 20 HP. <laughs> so not a very uh, <laughs> beefy so, guy. Sort of just tip him over. I'll, if he's wearing a cloak, I'll yeah. quickly just put that on and just kind of stand there, uh, watch, and drop the body down to Jean and Bertram. Yeah. Uh, so you drop the body off, and uh, John, uh, do you run and catch it? I I just kind of stand there with my hand up. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, you guys have done this many times. You are the best, and it just and right into your hand, and then there is a hedgehog in your hand. Otis, uh, this pigeon has uh, is kind of leading you on and just kind of making some small talk. Um, As we walk, I want to quietly cast a jump on myself. Oh, nice. Sounds good. Uh, make an insight check. Eight. Okay. Uh, I mean, he seems pretty normal. Like, he's not trying to do anything, you know, different. Um, he goes into this, uh, up the stairs into this, uh, other small hut. And as soon as he walks in, he kind of wa- walks through a little bit and just reaches up and, like, snaps off to the side. And, uh, two guys from either side of the door, uh, grab onto you from both sides. 
the pigeon guy turns around and is like, you better convince me that you're Wesley or else you're uh, not making it out of here, mate. Look, you fools. This is a waste of everybody's time. You know, Samira and I are the best acrobats here. Just let me show you a move. I'll convince you I'm Wesley. Okay. Show us a move. I'm gonna... Show us your signature move. Okay. Um, <laughs> would I know Wesley's signature move? Ah, uh, would you? Hmm. You might. You might. Yeah, uh, make a history check. What is it? Come on. That's a 20. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. For a total of 21. Wow. <laughs> but it's a net 20. Yes, you Dice. absolutely know Tell Wesley's uh, signature move. And, uh... Uh, his signature move, it's like a, a triple handspring into, like, a whirling flip. <laughs> <laughs> nice. His, he uh, is the lame acrobat of the bunch. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Uh, yeah. It's just a plain somersault. <laughs> it's, a plain somersault. <laughs> it's not over the top. It's somersault. <laughs> uh, yeah, make a performance roll. Uh, or performance or a- athletics or acro- acrobatics, yeah. Twenty-three. Nice. Yeah, it is. Uh, you kind of walk outside a little bit, and these three guys, um, and Quill, you're able to see this from up top. These three guys kind of follow him out, and uh, Otis does this amazing, like beautifully executed, uh, just acrobatics routine, and the pigeon starts clapping. He's like, "Wow, Wesley, I've never seen you do it that well before." Yeah. I'm so sorry. You asked about Beckett, and it got us all kind of scared. Oh, that you're, sorry about you're that. Somebody else. No, it must have been a rumor. One of those guys was talking about when we were out on the road. Well, it's good you're not uh, any more any more dangerous than Wesley. Because I mean, any points at the other two guys? He's like, these guys are cooks. <laughs> like, I, I know. I, yeah. I don't want to hurt anybody, but you're gonna have to buy me dinner later. Oh, fine. It'll be rations, but, you know, that's all we've got around here. It is what it is. <laughs> I'll give you my ale, though. All right. Well, yeah. Offices, right over there. Yeah, We'd thanks. Be... I'll, I'll head straight towards the offices. Okay. If Yeah, if you gestured towards them, I'll walk right towards them. Yeah. Yeah, so you make your way to the offices, and uh, you kind of open the door, and uh, there are – it's a big main room, and then there are two offices kind of off to the side, and um, – Kind of off to one of the in one of the rooms, there is a uh, large, uh, like a female moose, uh, and so Jasmine Cedarhoof is on the outside of her door, and uh, she hears the door open, pops in, is like, Wesley, didn't think we'd uh, we'd see you after Sherwin left you. Yeah, well, I had to make my own way back. It's a lot harder hoofing yeah. it back through the swamp. Yeah, huh, hoofing. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> Funny. Yeah, I put that there for Funny. you, Jasmine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we really thought you'd bolt, but uh, what? Welcome back. Get- no, I, I I got a contract. I hold up my end of the bargain, and I'll pull out the contract. Well, that is surprising, but besides, I haven't got all my money yet. That's not surprising. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, get get back to work then. Oh, I I was told to show you this, and I'll hold out a few gears and screws. Uh, I I went back to the site where they poofed away, and uh, I found these behind. I thought it might be important. Uh, she grabs them and looks and is like, these look like. Parts of a trinket. Oh, my apologies. I, huh? Sorry to sorry to waste your time. Yeah, it's not it's not from the machine, but I guess well, thanks. That's good. It's you can go back to whatever you were doing. I guess Sherwin should be back in a couple of days. 
couple so, of days. Yeah. Okay, I'll probably I'll probably want to check in with him then when he gets back. But all right. Well, I thanks. don't know if you he might not want to check in with you though. So uh, I can send you on something else. That might be a good fit for me. Yes. What you got? And that's where we're going to end this week's uh, episode. Thanks for listening. I'm your GM, Tim. And going around, we've got... Nathan playing Bertram Honksley. Seth playing Otis Segrain playing Wesley Greywinter. <laughs> I'm the other Seth who plays Quill Graybell. And I'm Kyle who plays Jean Autant. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Guaranteed Adventures is brought to you by Tim Gallegos as our GM, Nathan Kuypers, Seth Guthrie, Kyle Bateman, and myself, Seth Kleinwert. Rob Benson created our theme song, and our Maplewood theme is Wonderland by Roman Senny K Music. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at GUAdventurePod. That's honestly the best way for you to engage and hear any updates from us as our future projects and what's coming up. If you feel up for it, please rate us on your podcast platform of choice. That and sharing with your friends and family really help us get the word out. We really appreciate anyone who leaves us a five-star rating and engages us on social media. Thanks so much for sticking around to the end of this episode. Here's a preview of our episode coming out next week. Bertram walks up to Quill. Can you take over the training here, actually? Yes. John, can I have a word with you? Okay. And so just was going to kind of take John somewhat more away from the crowd. So, John, we found out something about Otis. He has a brother. But keep it <laughs> secret. Why did I leave you alone? <laughs> Is that important? Could-